6: I'm Jeremy Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. There is a lot going on today. We got to talk about the vaccine and kids. We got to take all this with a grain of salt because we know that, at least for right now, it doesn't necessarily mean that your kids have to get vaccinated if they're going to go to school. But people are afraid of the slippery slope and what the CDC is saying. So we'll get to that. Let's start here, David. Um... The economy continues to be the big story. It's what people are talking about. And then you talk about gas prices. And sometimes the White House wants to take credit when the prices go low and then they come back up. The president has very little he can do, even though we had a lot of levers and tools, apparently.
3: Mm -hmm. Where are we at now? Well, Joe Biden is continuing to blame oil producers here in the U.S. for high gas prices, even though the feds have found no evidence of price gouging. They actually sicked the FTC on the entire industry to see if they were artificially inflating prices, and the FTC is coming up with nothing. Like, yeah, no, actually, that's that that's just the whole supply and demand thing. Um, that's how that works, Joe. I know you're economically illiterate, but that's basically how the whole thing rolls. But the White House is still insisting you could just bring prices down, just charge less. Okay. <laughs> um, now, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked why the administration keeps going back to that talking point when there's no evidence that there's anything to it.
6: Okay. (laughs) This is so frustrating in so many different ways because she gets up there and does this every single day. But here we go again. Roll it.
1: Because we're seeing it from the chart. And oil companies what? were able to do it before, as I just stated to Peter. Uh, we're seeing a 60-cent a, a gap uh, between where uh, uh, where their profit are and what what uh, people are paying at the pump. And so they can bring it down. They've done it before. Uh, and so the president wants to make sure that uh, that uh, the profits that oil companies are making is also being, uh, you know, their, their profits is, is being uh, afforded. Afforded and given uh, to, uh, to the American people.
6: Scott, you look troubled. Yeah, I am troubled. You have to take a drink for every ah. Uh. <laughs>
7: uh,
1: that uh, the profits that oil companies are making is also being, uh, you know, their, their profits is, is being uh, afforded and given uh, to, uh, to the American people. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay.
6: You know how they know Okay, because we're seeing it from the
2: chart,
3: the chart, graph. Yeah, I saw that. Now, what what chart would that be? They they showed a chart of profits, uh, which again does not mean that they're just fleecing the American consumer. One of the reasons why they are enjoying profits right now is because they can. I mean, it's not some like seven dimensional chess game going on here. They're not reinvesting that money into new exploration because this administration has explicitly told them. We want you out of business in a decade. Of course. It wouldn't make any sense. So
6: I guess because the administration right now says, well, this situation we're in, you should do your, what, patriotic duty to lower the prices?
4: Mm -hmm.
6: Well, hold on. I mean, (laughs) there's a whole lot you can get into on that topic, into what industries you're going to have charge more or less at any given time. But this is the way that it's worked. And we knew this. But they were going to go all in on green way too fast. And there are a whole lot of experts that said this is a terrible idea. But again, man, you look at where is the money. And it's with green energy with a lot of these people. I mean, in Europe, you can go into all that. It's so frustrating. Well,
2: it's the government setting a price for a product you're selling. Yes, that's messed up, man. But globally, we know this,
6: well, from the World Economic Forum, what have they wanted to do for years now? Go more
3: green energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it really to save the planet? Oh, no. It's because there's a pile of money to make. Because a lot of oil and gas around the world is uh, controlled by family ties and lengthy, yes. like long-term uh, business relationships. And they want a new emerging market so that they can become the new cartel for energy production. Well, and again, man, it feels like you got
6: to go over this every time. I don't think we need to. Where the products come to build green energy, whether it's solar, whether it's the electric cars. I mean, the digging that is involved is far worse for the environment than how we get our gas in America. It doesn't matter. You, I mean, people have already bought into the green energy thing that believe in it. It's going to take years for them to not believe that. So they're just going to keep rolling.
2: Yeah, I mean, if Apple makes too much money, does the president stand in front of them and go, hey, you got to lower your prices on your product here?
6: Well, we could deal with that, and there's competition here, but, but they, they, have, they have a monopoly on the gas, and these gas stations could do something. It's one thing after another. The Putin price hike, blah, blah, blah. So you have that going on, and then you hear news of the CDC possibly going to add the COVID vaccine to the list of vaccines that kids need to get. Oh no.
3: Yeah, they're gonna recommend this, uh, more than likely. Now that does not mean that your local school district is required to follow it. This is a set of recommendations that the CDC will make. However, a lot of them will. And then we'll get this whole, you know, human centipede thing going again where the C D C says, well we never forced anyone to do anything. And the local governments Who would be held accountable for anything will say well the cdc told us to do it and it just goes on and on and on and technically both are right but no one wants to take any accountability if things go south or any responsibility i mean
6: not to mention at least in my mind think about all of the blue state governors that took so much control when covid was going on you could easily see them saying yeah all our schools are going to have to have vaccinated kids oh yeah totally I don't think they have any idea of the fight they're in. You were were talking about this yesterday, David. We were talking about statistics of the amount of kids that have actually gotten the vaccine. Yeah. Okay. I did see this when it uh, went down from the toddlers, five years
3: and under. It's like 3%. Oh, yeah. It's very low. And it's because pediatricians on the ground are not telling people to go get the vaccine because they see the data, they're doctors, they're smart. They understand how this works, and, and they say, well, you know, the kid is probably going to be okay. You know, that may change if your kid has a, a unique health situation or whatever, but for the vast majority of healthy children, it's not really necessary, and it only carries a yeah. risk. Even if that risk is slight, that is an unnecessary risk, and most pediatricians are kind of like, yeah, you know, for the little, little kids. Uh, we'll give it to you if you want it, but we're not going to push it.
6: Okay, so yesterday we played a few clips from Dr. Marty McCary, Johns Hopkins. Okay. He said what he said, which was, there's no reason to do this. There really isn't. And uh, we can't trust these people, basically. And I've seen, and it's hard to find sometimes. You'll see teachers, not teachers, you'll see doctors from all over the country Actually, speaking out about this. The one that has before is Dr. Angela Farella, who is out of Webster, Texas. And she's gone before the Texas State House before and talked about the vaccines and how this doesn't make any sense. And she's talking with Kim Iverson. And I found this to be very interesting because she says, you know, people try to say I'm anti vax. I've given tens of thousands of vaccines in my office. I've been working with kids for over 25 years, but the truth needs to be told.
0: And also, it has not been proven safe, safe for children at all. The, the flags are up. The red flags are flying. And unfortunately, the people who are supposed to be monitoring that, that is the CDC, NIH, FDA, they're ignoring the signals. And this is very dangerous. We've already seen in excess of a thousand childhood deaths. Mm-hmm. One thousand. Think about that for a disease that rarely affected a child. We have very low hospitalization rates for children and even lower mortality rates for children with the actual COVID illness. Right.
6: Okay. So you know what stood out there? Over a thousand deaths. People say, whoa, really? It's hard to find this information. (laughs) And so someone that's looking at all of these numbers, okay? And there are a few of these doctors out there that are saying, yeah, this is happening. You'll get the, quote, fact checkers that will say, well, that uh, that's not true. Uh, but in this case, we just may not know. It might have been with this, but we're not quite sure. But you're hearing more and more from countries around the world where this has had a terrible effect, especially with young males, but it goes beyond that. I'll just play the clip from the end of the interview or near the end where the question is, all right, should the kids not get vaccinated at all with mm-hmm. this current vax? And this is what Dr. Farella said.
0: In my opinion, I really don't think children should get this vaccine. There's just there's not great testing to see if they're immune. There's not great testing to see if their immune system has accepted the vaccine. So one of these one of the problems with this vaccine too is is the safety data just does not follow it. It it's one of those very scary situations where we are seeing upticks in myocarditis, pericarditis. Yeah. We are seeing studies now that are showing asymptomatic myocarditis. Typically in athletes, we're seeing problems in the athletic community where professional athletes who are in the best shapes of their lives are collapsing and, you know, having sudden death issues or even just, you know, heart arrhythmias. This is unusual. Very unusual. You have seen this in different places. I I can't remember. sorry.
6: You've seen it in other places. Oh, yeah, definitely. But the... You're trying to find out what's the truth as a regular yeah. jamook. That's all. You, you just want to know. I don't have a friggin' agenda. You're seeing this all over, and then you'll see some other kid in the news out of nowhere, and he's dead. They, they don't know exactly what caused it, but he was otherwise healthy, and then it was some sort of issue with the heart and gone. And I know there have been a few of those where it was a kid that actually had not been vaccinated,
2: but a lot had. Well, and you least... don't know. At least she didn't say, "If you get an abortion, you don't have to worry about this." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very unusual. We we've never seen this. I I can't remember in my memory anything happening like this before. And it's just you know, unfortunately, like nothing to see here. And and we're all all of us that are in this in this movement where we're just trying to get the doors open to have people look at the science, look at the data. Look at theirs. Look at V-safe, Just look at it. There's really a true signal, or are we all crazy? And I'm going to say we're not all crazy. We are seeing the signals, and they are derelict in their duty not to acknowledge the signals.
2: Yes.
6: Yeah. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. When the Moderna CEO says, yeah, anybody under 50 shouldn't begin
3: it, that's a bit of a red flag when our CDC is saying, yeah, kids should get it before school. Well, sorry, all right. he didn't say shouldn't he said it shouldn't be it should be their choice. Yeah, I heard that as don't get it. You're going to get hurt.
6: <laughs> no, I mean I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very well said, David. He didn't say didn't get it. It's just you don't have to. Unless mm-hmm. you have a comorbidity that sort yeah. of thing.
3: Okay. Man, a big shake up in the UK. Oh yeah. Uh the prime minister of the UK, Liz Truss has resigned now after being on the job for 6 weeks. And so she has broken her own glass ceiling by being what the shortest tenured prime minister in the history of the country uh wow. now here's how itv news in the uk broke down the chaos as they went on the air last night before uh, as this shake-up was really coming to a head okay
7: It has been a night of astonishing scenes at Westminster with reports of jostling, manhandling, bullying and shouting outside the parliamentary lobbies in a supposed vote of confidence in the government. The deputy chief whip was reported to have left the scene saying, I'm absolutely effing furious. Whoa! Okay, this we're gonna need more time for this.
6: We're gonna need more time. Wow. Okay, that'll be very interesting. Um Also, there is a comparison going on online right now to Florida's recovery of the hurricane and San Francisco's effort to build a public toilet. You've got to hear this next. <laughs> Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, a lot going on. Shocking. Gallup. There's a new low in media trust.
2: Wow. It's not yeah. shocking at all, is it? <laughs> no. It's I mean, not. really? I was actually surprised it's it was as high as it was. Really? A little we bit, yeah. Talking about Still over 50%,
6: right? You know, we've talked before about Florida. Our friends down there and the recovery efforts. And, you know, sometimes once you see the devastation like that, you know, a few weeks later, all the news cameras are gone. Mm -hmm. And then it's like real life and the adrenaline's over for the people there and you just got to rebuild. And with a lot of the people around in the retirement communities of a certain age, don't have as much energy to put into rebuilding and everything else. But you're seeing different stories about it. It is going better than a lot
3: of people anticipated well you know it's going well because this is one of those major natural natural disasters that basically fell off the face of the earth in media coverage after about a week and they wanted to pounce man they did and so if if ron desantis and and not just him but also local authorities and authorities throughout the state uh and even fema federal authorities if they're doing their jobs well because that could be perceived as Making it look like DeSantis has <gasps> done something well, <laughs> Media's not going to talk about it. They're they're all on this like flesh eating bacteria that that's shown up because of floodwaters, which isn't all that surprising. It's tragic. It's scary, but that's like the most recent hurricane story I've seen. And they're talking about Florida's infrastructure and trying to sort of shoehorn DeSantis criticism in there. Like, he's the guy who's walking around, like, dumping vials or petri dishes of flesh-eating bacteria in the water. Well, now, so it's been circulating.
6: Remember the damage along the Sanibel Causeway? It's just gone. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's rebuilt. Yeah. People can get to their homes. I mean, you're seeing all of a sudden, you're like, well, and you're wondering, is anybody ever going to live there again? Is it just over? No, they're they're already built back up. Uh, The Pine Island Bridge was completed the other day. So... (laughs) <laughs> saw this story where they're comparing that to San Francisco, um, where the city is spending $1.7 million to build a single public toilet, what? and it won't be done until 2025. What? Yes. <laughs> Why? Yes. They said if the same people were in charge of Florida, this recovery there wouldn't happen
2: for another 100 years. Right. <laughs> it's just I something. That boggles my mind. To build a bathroom? Yes. 2025?
3: Yes. Oh, my God. Dang, man. We know contractors who can knock out a bathroom in a day. Yeah. That's part of their advertising campaign.
2: Yeah, you go to work in the morning, you come back, your bathroom's done. Right.
6: Well, it's got to be subjected to community review and a vote Uh, by the Board of Supervisors and reviews by city committees. Of course. (laughs) The
3: bureaucrats always slow
6: it down. Oh, yeah. Something, isn't it? Oh, did you see this on somewhat of a happy note? For especially you, if you play the lottery every once in a while, I know you guys will throw in when it's big. Um, if you don't know what numbers to pick, uh, this dude from Maryland—he's sixty years old—won a fifty-cent pick-five drawing using the numbers from his truck's broken odometer. <laughs> so it was stuck at eighty-two thousand four hundred sixty-six. He played it, twenty-five grand. How about All right. that? You like that? You get the truck fixed now. It's actually his third jackpot. The guy's pretty lucky, actually. Okay. Joe Biden versus Fox News next. show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins the president taking on fox news yet again
3: oh yeah well he got a little miffed when he was asked whether abortion or the economy was his top priority because they seem to be really wanting to focus on abortion a lot well Uh, sure as hell don't want to focus on the economy well no what's the win there (laughs) there Uh, isn't one peter ducey from fox news asked him the question Yes, he didn't like Not it. domestic issues, inflation or abortion. All
6: important. Unlike
8: you, there's no one thing. It crosses the board. Domestic, ask me about foreign policy, too. There's a multiple, multiple, multiple issues, and they're all important. And so, and we ought to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. You know, they are all especially...
6: Hey, why, why so short there, Joe? Mm-hmm.
8: Unlike you,
3: there's no one thing. Oh, wow. What does that mean? I don't know.
2: Dark Brandon.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the left is still trying to do that. Still trying to make it like, yeah, he's got zero bleeps to give. He's Dark Brandon. No, he's he's a doddering old fool who's got a hair trigger. I mean, that's (laughs) it. He's just an angry old man. Yes. That hasn't gone the way he's wanted.
7: Right.
6: (laughs) The Dark Brandon thing, man. (laughs) Left is desperate in so many different ways. It is pretty funny. Um, another clip about Biden.
3: This is Chris Hayes on MSNBC. Yeah, because the big news yesterday was that Joe Biden is releasing even more oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and according to the conspiracy theorists on MSNBC, he's doing it to save American democracy itself. This is Chris Hayes, who really, I mean, just really, he needs a vacation, go sit on a beach for a while, because he's out of his mind. It's sad to see this. Wow! Oil companies, OPEC, <laughs> Saudi's not exactly eager to make sure prices are low before an election where
8: Democratic candidates are vulnerable.
2: The future of American democracy is in, as we report night in and night out on this program, real peril, existential peril. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, man. Jeez. I know that wasn't supposed to be the funny line. Ugh. Okay, Okay. go ahead. This is the first po- post- Coup election in America. What? He's trying to say that Jan 6 was a coup.
2: Oh no, the (laughs) coup! All out insurrection. So they desperately want you to. They don't understand why you don't care. They can't. They can't wrap their head around it. You should care. You should care. You should care.
6: Okay, man. I
2: can't put food on the table.
6: just say this real quick. I, these guys, we don't know. The people on, whether it's Fox, MSNBC, I, part of the time you don't know, is somebody just going out there and acting every day and playing a role, or is that who they are?
3: Oh, I don't know. He looks, like, flustered. He actually does he look does. like he's... Yes. Like, That's my point. I feel bad I, for him.
6: Yeah, th- it's like, dude, you need some counseling. It's going to be all right.
2: They just can't okay? understand why we don't care about January 6th and abortion. <laughs> They, don't, they can't wrap their head around. It's, it's everything. They're coming unglued because of that right now. Coup election in America. And so we find ourselves in a situation where keeping gas prices
3: low is key to preserving and strengthening the future of our democracy. And so, here we are. Hence, Biden releasing oil from the Reserves Day. So, so, oh, yeah, I love that. Can, can you just play that last little? Yeah, no Because he has that heavy sigh. <sighs> <sighs> So according to this guy, the Saudis and the rest of OPEC Plus uh, are working hand in hand with domestic oil producers or Western oil producers uh, in order to make sure that Democrats lose even more than they already were going to lose in a midterm election to subvert American democracy. This dude is making Alex Jones seem sane. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Okay, no, that's like the the, one of the best examples of main character syndrome. I keep seeing this all the time that like, well, the reason the Saudis were doing this was to stick it to Biden. Uh, The reason why OPEC is cutting a bunch of oil off the market is all about American politics. Well, that that's not that may be a part of it. Like they may think, oh, yeah, we'll do this. But it's also because the countries that are involved in OPEC are almost singularly dependent on. Oil production and oil sales to prop their economies up so if the price of oil goes low they're screwed real quick
6: listen just a simple Jim point of view and tell me where I'm going wrong here okay to me that doesn't make sense because if the Republicans end up back in power okay there's a good chance we're going to be energy independent again Mm -hmm. And not relying on the likes of Saudi Arabia. Right. That plays against them. Right. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, it's democracy. Dude, really, go talk to somebody. It's going to be all right. Jeez. Holy smokes. Okay. Man, okay, so talking about Biden himself and I know every time I bring up, I hope justice happens at some point in time because there's no doubt in my mind. He was in on profiting from his son, Hunter Biden's business dealings in China, Ukraine, Russia. Uh, The information's there, and you wonder, are people ever going to be brought to justice for it? And so as there's more and more talk of this, Peter Schweitzer has a new book out, and the name of the book is... Red-handed, how American elites get rich helping China win. Mm. And there's tales about Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, uh, Diane Feinstein, all these people, right? But in the part of the book about Joe Biden and Andrew Claven from Daily Wire interviewed him, um, asked him about it. He's going on about how well this book is researched. But here, here's a bit of the setup. Individuals
5: in the United States on Wall Street and in Silicon Valley that aren't just doing trade with China. They're actually engaged in activities that are very directly and specifically helping the Chinese military industrial complex.
6: OK, so I'm intrigued. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's um First of all, before we get to Biden, Bill Gates, what does Bill Gates have to do anything with China? You're talking about
5: people like Bill Gates who are actually investing in specific companies that are known known publicly uh, to be building uh, military weapons-related systems for the Chinese military. And that, to me, takes it to a higher level.
6: Yeah. And so you're wondering, okay, does that guy need any more money? Why is he doing something like that? It doesn't seem to make sense that he's laying all this out. In the book okay and i understand there's a guy that's trying to sell a book but you're trying to take what is he saying is it true and when it gets to the biden part um i think the question was you know is joe biden really involved Mm -hmm. in the hunter biden stuff
5: uh yeah i mean there's no question in my mind um so in 2018 i first broke the story that hunter biden was doing deals in china and and uh, you know places like russia And at that time, it wasn't clear. Uh, All we had were corporate records, financial records from China and elsewhere. With the Hunter Biden laptop, and with the email collection of one of Hunter Biden's business partners, a guy named Bevan Cooney, who gave us access to his Gmail account, uh, there's simply no question anymore. We know for a fact that Joe Biden not only aided and helped Hunter Biden in his overseas business schemes, we also know that Joe Biden is a direct beneficiary of those deals.
2: Okay. Whoa, buddy. Yes. Yeah. So you
6: find this interesting. Well, I see you lapping this up like a dog.
2: Dude, I mean, this thing's been going on forever. And it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. It's just pushing this rock up the hill, no. man. It
6: just. you so remember you've heard before about when Joe was vice president and then there'd be meetings, but they weren't on the logs? Right. Yeah. That sort of thing that gets brought up. But
5: we also know that Joe Biden was meeting with Hunter Biden's uh, paymasters overseas. uh, And he was also meeting with prospective uh, business partners. Uh, These were done in such a way when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States that they were off the books. They didn't appear on the White House visitors logs. But we know for a fact, based on Chinese documents, for example, that those meetings took
6: place. So so I find that interesting. Yeah. You're going to find it out one way or another.
5: In my mind, all of the denials by Joe Biden, all the equivocations, all of the changing stories point to the simple fact that this is not a Hunter Biden story anymore. It is a Biden family story with Joe Biden at the center of it.
6: And uh, a larger picture, and we can get to it later. Basically what China does, and it's not just in the United States, it's other countries too. They find the politicians where, okay, We can influence them with money. We can make their families rich. And then we have them. And they can do whatever we want them to do. And it seems like Biden was one of those because they targeted him a while ago. And it looks like Hunter and uh, Joe's brother, James, has done pretty well.
3: Oh, yeah. I I mean, this isn't like groundbreaking uh, new news, really, because even (laughs) before they became Biden administration shills, even Politico, A few years ago, ran a story about James Biden down in uh, Florida uh, talking about, hey, you know, my brother's going to run for president. And if he wins, you want to get hit on the ground floor of this business. And it it had to do with uh, 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 it had to do with the medical industry and James Biden. I mean, these guys, uh, how else does Hunter Biden land millions of dollars if not for (laughs) being able to connect to the second most and now the most powerful man in the world? Yes,
6: and when it gets to corruption yeah. within our government and decisions that are being made because yeah. you're on the take and you are benefiting yourself, that's when it's, well, well time to go to jail. And we're not I'm,
3: speculating there were meetings. There were meetings. Yeah, there yes. were. Well, and, and the other thing is, I mean, just I, I know this almost seems like just a secondary story here. But in if you take a step back, the idea that a Chinese spy app, we know it's spying on people. It's called TikTok. Fun little videos, right? No, it is a massive data harvesting scheme run by Chinese spy masters. In a a sane world, it would be a no-brainer. That thing is kicked out of this country. Yes. And yet. Dude, think about hmm. it. If you
6: went out and tried to tell a group of people today what you just said, they'd laugh at you. Right. They have no idea.
2: That's part of the problem. Yeah, some waitress at the Scranton Applebee saw him there. Yeah. <laughs> uh did see this
6: and yeah, it's not a big shock. There is a new low in media trust. That's from Gallup. Yes, just seven percent of Americans have a great deal of trust in and confidence in the media. Twenty-seven percent have a fair amount. Uh twenty-eight percent say not much confidence. Thirty-eight percent none. 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 Hmm. Well, isn't that a part of what we really need is a well-informed public. Yeah. So it is the fight for information. That's why you hear so much about disinformation. Got to kick them off. Right. So they want to control it. Wild, man. All right. There's a lot to get to. You're talking about corruption. Think of this. You and your buddy. You got jobs. Um, They're public jobs, though. But you want to do each other. You can't hire your own girlfriend for the job. That's a bad look. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? That would just be a bad look. Yeah. But you could say to your buddy, hey, I got an idea. I'll hire your girlfriend. You hire mine. <laughs> okay, sounds like
2: a deal. Boy, that's a scheme right there. Catching that one up. Yeah. Where would that happen?
6: <laughs> Biggest city in the United States with the mayor. We get to that and much more coming up right here. van camp and robin show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins see that video that just happened again the other day in new york where it gets pushed onto the subway oh yeah and killed yeah you see that you're like where are we some futuristic movie crazy mm-hmm. on and on and on so many problems there and you know as far as the mayor eric adams still whining about well texas they're sending us all these immigrants we can't take them all we need help well they've solved one issue there Um, he did hire New York City Schools Chancellor David Banks longtime girlfriend Sheena Wright as deputy mayor he and Banks they go way back (laughs) Mm -hmm. they've been buddies for a long time well he had to fill the position Sheena um, is going to be the deputy mayor for strategic initiatives one of five women deputy mayors hired by Eric Adams. You know how much they pull in? No. Last year, uh, two hundred and fifty-one grand a piece. Nice gig. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that happened, and so you know what David Banks did? Hmm. He quietly promoted the mayor's longtime girlfriend, Tracy Collins. To a top post at the Department of Education.
2: How right. do you like that? You don't say. Just has, just so happens she's the mayor's girlfriend, but she's very qualified, though. Absolutely. Most qualified candidate they had. He didn't even know. I wonder if anyone said, hey, why'd you hire her? Because she's my best friend's girl. <laughs> <laughs> she's my best friend's girl.
6: I, I'm guessing that wouldn't have been the answer. It would have been funny, she though. <laughs> Uh, She had been a school administrator since 2008, but she got a nice bump in salary to $221,000. And some people brought up, hey, New York City law explicitly prohibits nepotism. Like, hey, (laughs) give them credit. They sidestepped that matter. Neither one hired their own girlfriend. That's
3: right.
6: Buddies looking out for one another. That's what buddies do, Jamie. Of (laughs) course.
3: Jeez. David, you have a story about a beekeeper. Oh, this is crazy, man. Holy so, hell, I
2: heard this. Oh, so, my God.
3: <laughs> yeah, this happened in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, this lady was getting evicted, and there had been protests about it, you know, who you judging? in, uh, don't kick me out of my home, whatever. Cops go out there to serve the eviction notice. Okay. Well, she had a truckload of bees and wound up unleashing she shook the containers and unleashed the bees on the officers yes holy smoke. she had Hundred, attacked hundreds needs. of
2: angry bees going at these cops yeah,
3: yeah. so th- did they end up getting her what happened oh they got her they arrested her and the thing is is like a couple of them apparently were allergic to bee stings so it was a real dicey operation yeah, it could be. oh my god and she says you're allergic
2: good wow nobody but needs their salt okay. bees
3: no. Okay. Nobody in this country. We need no. common sense B regulation. B regulation
6: now. Well, if they ever make a movie about that, you know who's got to be one of the cops. You know, Nicholas Cage. Well, man.
2: Oh, no, not the beast. Not the beast. Ah, I love my eyes. Yeah. My eyes. Ah. <laughs>
3: they what
6: it the great. Cage scenes of all time.
3: Cops didn't realize it was going to be a sting operation. <laughs>
6: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, whole lot going on. Still talking about gas prices. And the Biden administration saying, hey, the oil companies and gas prices, gas stations bring it down.
3: Mm-hmm. But it's blaming anybody they can. Sure, everybody else's fault. Okay, always. Yeah, Joe Biden wants oil companies to do him a solid and lower gas prices magically, even though his administration is openly hostile to the oil and gas industry. And the, the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, was asked about that by Peter Ducey from Fox News.
1: Hmm. How how is the administration trying to put them out of business?
5: Well, they produce fossil fuels, and this president says he wants to end fossil fuel. <laughs>
1: So look, um, yeah. I, you kind of asked me this question yesterday, and here's here's where uh, where we would say U.S. oil production uh, is up and on track to reach a record high next year. We've seen that from their uh, uh, from when we see their profit margins, they are uh, they uh, you know oh, oh, it's Hold on,
6: I, this sounds like a lot of made up McGurkin. David. It it is. So they talked about
3: record profits. Which in the near term, certainly they've been making a profit because oil has been so expensive and they have no incentive to increase the distribution of of oil products right now because they know that when it comes to the refining process, they're having to shut down a lot of their old facilities. They know that. And they also know that the Biden administration has been, again, openly hostile. I mean, if you just look in the last couple of years, day one. Joe Biden signed an order revoking the key permit for the Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, January 27th, stopped new oil and natural gas leases on public lands. June of 2021, suspended oil and gas leases. 2022, in February, delayed a decision on new oil and gas leases and permits. May 12th, canceled three oil and gas lease sales. I mean, in the list goes on and on and on. They have been kneecapping... Domestic energy production. There's no way around that. And they've been defending. It was a campaign
6: promise, wasn't it? Guaranteed. We're going to end fossil fuels. Okay. How are we ending fossil fuels? (laughs) She asked.
1: Hmm? And so, in fact, the United States has produced more oil in President Biden's first year than under Trump's administration's first year. But at the same time, oil companies are. What?
3: (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. Okay. So there's a long and winding road to this. But the reality is when it comes to energy production domestically, uh, the Obama administration put severe limits on what could or could not be done during the refining process. And so in the first year of in 2017, uh, yeah, it was a slog getting things back up and running uh, to levels that were acceptable to bring prices down. Um, and they like to also look at averages. Like, well, we're producing more oil now at about 10, uh, what is it, ten to twelve million barrels of oil a day. Uh, we're producing now more than Trump did, or more than was produced under Trump over the course of his four years of presidency. Ignoring the fact that there was this little pandemic where oil production completely bottomed out. It's 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 to so
6: building it back up and then a year lost. Yes. Okay. A lot of people get confused in these numbers. They're like, well, what are you talking about? We right. were energy independent.
1: Raking in record profits uh, while more than 9,000 approved drilling permits remain untapped by the oil industry. Right. There okay. is no shortage of opportunity or incentive uh, for all companies to okay. ramp up production. This is something that they can actually do, it is available to them. They can do this. And also, they are getting the profits.
6: And- if you are a go, complete again. knucklehead with your business, you would do it.
1: And so because they're getting, I just showed 60 cents uh, at, on the chart, uh, more profit.
3: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, charts, graphs, I'm reading from my notebook and, you know, just to own it. If you say, hey, like, for example, when John Kerry or somebody else goes out there and, and says, well, yeah, this is uh, the pain at the pump means you should just buy an electric vehicle. At least they're owning it. It's a terrible idea. But, you know, at least they are standing by that the idea of of kneecapping domestic energy production is something that is a goal of theirs. Yes. Now they're just lying about it. They lie all the
6: time. It's I know I've said it a million times. It feels like already today it's infuriating. That stuff really is. Okay, there is a story about some protesters. You know, people want to prove their point, they're going to protest, they have a cause. What was the cause with
3: this? I I love this story. The climate change cultists, they do this weird thing where they glue themselves to something in order to protest. It might be a roadway, might be, uh, well, underneath an art installation like we saw in the U.K. uh, last week. Well, some people called the uh, Scientist Rebellion have glued themselves to the floor at the big autostadt complex in germany this is a big tourist attraction next to a volkswagen production facility uh and follow this saga from one of the dudes leading the protest it is hilarious uh he writes together with 15 other members of scientist rebellion i have occupied the porsche pavilion at autostadt nine of us glued to the floor and some of us some of us on a hunger strike until our, you know, I got, I got low blood sugar. I'm not part of the hunger strike, but a couple of guys, Jerry is, you know, uh, some of us are on a hunger strike until our demands to decarbonize the German transport sector are met. And then a few minutes go by. Wait a minute. Volkswagen told us they supported our right to protest, but they refused our request to provide us with a bowl to urinate and defecate in in a decent manner while we are glued. And they've turned off the heating. People in support can't get out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> Defecation discrimination. So, we just, won't stand for that. And he goes, well, just to clarification, people in support of our protest can get out of the building, but they couldn't get back in. They locked the doors. We can't order our food. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to make sure
4: that you really own up
3: to the hunger strike. Well, lights off. Random unannounced checks by security guards with bright torches. Police just come in. <laughs> i love this okay the germans are done messing around here okay the germans are going to say okay you want to glue yourself to the floor fine genius we're gonna we're gonna turn out the lights and let you sit for a while and no i'm not giving you a bowl you should have thought of that it's your responsibility oh i saw a
2: tweet just because we glue doesn't mean we don't poo hashtag glue poo
3: (laughs) where am i going to go to the bathroom how am i going to get food well you should have thought of that before you did something gluing yourself to the floor you dope (laughs) don't don't glue yourself to to the floor and the thing is you know they they actually glue their hands the skin of their hands boom to that floor which by the way that that compound glue is a petroleum product and in order to unstick themselves from the floor they're either going to have to lose a lot of skin on their hand or use something like Goo Gone, which is another oil-based product.
6: You know, (laughs) you'll find out in a hurry who's afraid of mice and who's afraid of spiders if you just let some loose. I I would love to see that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're trying to move and they're glued to the floor.
3: I just want to see, like, one janitor who's going to have to clean up after these idiots Uh, walk mm -hmm. in there. Toss a hacksaw into the middle of the crowd and then just walk out. Like, then <laughs> <venue> you are done. <laughs> this Going is Mad your max on them. This is your ticket to freedom.
6: As you walk out the door for the night. Yep. All right, you guys have a good night. <laughs> See you later.
4: Just turn off. <laughs>
6: Put some pe- Teddy Pendergrass on yeah, yeah. just for the night. <laughs> There's your romance playlist. Have fun. Glued to the floor. You know,
4: Girl, I want to give you a special treat. You're so sweet. You got, you got what I need. <laughs> oh,
2: this, this is, is exactly why stuff. I always bring my own bowl of these types of things. Yeah, it's good Because you never know.
6: Um, you know who has it better than the protesters there? What's that? Uh. The people in the migrant tent city in New York City. Did you Have you seen pictures of this? No. You know, as the mayor, Eric Adams, said, we can't take anybody else. Right. Well, they've put together this sort of tent city for the migrants. I got to tell you, it looks really nice. I mean, you get three meals a day. Uh, you've got fluff and fold laundry service. Um, and a whole lot of entertainment. You got these big screen TVs, <laughs> Come on. and then you got video games. I'm not joking, dude. Come on,
2: fluff here, and fold here, laundry
6: here. service. Here, <laughs> are
2: you freaking kidding Look me?
6: This, yeah, see, I'm showing you a picture right now. You got phones everywhere. Oh it's my like god! Xboxes, sixty dining tables. You got ping pong, foosball.
2: It's like a resort. Those meals Board are games. culturally appropriate. It's South American fare. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. I know. I'm not making it up.
6: You're incentivizing
2: people to break the law. Snacks been will be this.
6: provided.
2: Yes. Coffee, tea, water available around the clock. If you got a hankering for a cup of coffee at 3 <laughs> in the morning, you just call up room service. They'll run it right out to you.
6: See? It's like resorts.
2: Oh yeah, Golly, man! They heat
6: the tents about seventy degrees. Got your Wi-Fi in there, yeah. And if you make it through, right, you get you get automatically the Biden phone, right? Yes.
2: So you're set in up in some cases, yeah. Wow. It Encourages long-term occupancy. Of course it does. How does that make sense? Oh my gosh! No idea. Culturally uh, appropriate South American <laughs> fare. That's unbelievable.
4: okay uh
6: you have an update on alexandria ocasio cortez david
3: oh yeah uh socialist representative alexandria ocasio cortez had a rowdy event in her district with a bunch of people showing up to protest her over a bunch of things from crime to the blank checks we've been writing to ukraine people are getting restless man they're they're tired of this they're tired of instagram representatives and i don't know if that would lead her to lose an election i doubt it in her district, but we'll see. I know there are a lot of people getting tired of these shenanigans. Now, in one moment, the lights got turned off, and she had to be taken out of the room by security. But when she walked back in, we heard a new voice, a new character coming out of her mouth. Oh, my gosh. Okay, roll it.
4: She just like yeah. turned is she into Rosie Perez, somebody?
2: absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you talk like that, Scott, you'd be racist. That's all, hilarious. All of a sudden, she's post game Ozzie Dean
4: Okay, listen. Okay, <laughs> listen. What is going okay.
2: on here?
6: <laughs> That's Sandy Cortez. Yep. Oh my she's
2: god. She's never
6: sounded like that before.
2: Wow. Wow.
6: Yeah, you can see this is starting to crash down. That's a meltdown,
2: man. That is a freaking meltdown right there.
6: That is, man. Oh, dude. Yeah, put that one to music, too. Wow. All right. We got a lot to get to. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Davis has some audio about a politician that college students like, but they can't exactly say why. Can't wait for that. All right, all right. Listen, all right. Listen,
0: (laughs) listen. Okay, listen. Yeah, it's
6: coming right up. the monthly van camp and robin show i'm jamie markley Gen Xer. david van camp the millennial the sexy boomer scott robbins okay it's always fun when you're asking college students a question Mm -hmm. and they have a definitive answer but then explaining it is a more difficult chore yeah i think this is one of those
3: yeah well uh savannah hernandez who goes by sav says online Went to a college campus in Texas to talk to students about the upcoming governor's election. Of course, a lot of them like that doofus Beto O'Rourke, the Democrat in the race. But they can't really say why. Hmm. Hmm.
7: How come you guys want to vote for Beto? Talk to me about it. Um, just like one thing you guys like about Beto.
2: Okay, just one. <laughs>
7: uh, I've like, like, again, I haven't brushed up before this Okay. Who
1: do you plan on voting for? Beto. How come? I love Beto. <laughs> I
7: don't know anything about politics. I'm sorry. I come from a very Hispanic family, and I know there's like a lot of prejudice against you know, a lot of but I guess it's more like, more like a family
1: thing.
3: Yep. What? It's more like a family thing, so I guess he's thinking I'm voting for him because he's the Hispanic in the race? Beto's a white guy. Robert oh, Francis yeah. O'Rourke.
6: But he just thought Beto, because it sounds Hispanic? Right. Well, that's, that's why
3: Beto goes by Beto. I mean, it's
6: he's never seen a picture of the guy?
3: Apparently not. You know, I've mentioned this before.
6: I mean, I, mm. one of my kids is a college student. I had another one graduate. I've been around several college students, a lot of great kids. As far as knowing what's going on in the world right now, very few. There are a few. But it's few and far between that really have a clue what's going on. And every time there is a bit like that or campus reform, (laughs) it's laugh out loud hilarious because it shows you everything you need to know. Um, Now, I bring this up just because I couldn't believe the price, not because it's actually the opening of the NBA season. Early to me, but whatever. But as they do at the kickoff of a lot of different seasons, they're talking about the most expensive beer in that league. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember doing this at the start of baseball season. Yep. Okay. So the priciest beer, NBA arena, it'd be San Francisco and Boston. They tie. How much for a 16 ounce beer? Closest to wins. The champ is David. You first. I'll go 12.
2: I'll say twelve fifty. Oh, taking the over mm-hmm. on that seventeen dollars. Holy mackerel! Sixteen ounce beer. Yes. Holy smokes!
6: I couldn't believe it. So it's San Francisco, Boston, followed by Denver, New York, Brooklyn, New Orleans, and then Dallas. All those teams charge at least twelve bucks a beer. In Cleveland, it's five dollars and twenty-five
2: cents <laughs> <laughs> for sixteen ounce beer. Yes. Cleveland They're
6: saying, Well, it, it might be a playoff team, whatever.
2: Okay. Yeah. And
6: so I'm thinking, that's insane. And then they started doing prices of, like, family of four. What's it going to run you? You know, because you're talking, you know, that's not if you're getting beers. That's like tickets, parking, your average amount of food, and non-alcoholic beverages. per person? Be- no, for a family of four say
3: thousand dollars you said including tickets yeah yes yeah i'd go 500 700 yeah you won that one dude
6: i mean yeah that's that's beyond to me yeah i mean i have fun going to different games but at some point you're like okay is it that much more worth it than just watching it at home mm-hmm. in the comfort of your home on the big screen mm-hmm
3: i oh, don't know man this is the markley van camp and robin show biggest story of the day david would be uh i mean there are several out there i mean the biggest story of the day to me continues to be the lying from the white house about why the cost of gas is still high which they are actually saying is now low when, when it's not actually low it's just no. it's lie after lie after lie and they they think that like what the corner store guy is able to magically lower the price and the oil companies are able to magically lower the price, which is economically illiterate. But I so I don't know if it's just their own stupidity or they're counting on enough people to not know what's going on to the buy other the one law. to me, man, is the CDC saying,
6: yeah, kids, they should get this COVID vaccination. They they should be getting this really based on what? We'll get to that much more coming up right now. Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, David Robbins just cracked me up.
3: Sorry.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You read that right? I mean, Biden is off to is off to Pennsylvania to campaign with Fetterman.
3: Yeah, there.
2: Boy, that'll be a ball, won't
3: it? (laughs) He's actually landed. I saw some photos of him meeting with Lurch, who's wearing a suit and tie today. Uh, That's John (laughs) Fetterman, the dude who had a massive Mm -hmm. stroke back in May. And of wow. course, up front and center is actually John Fetterman's wife, not John Fetterman himself,
6: yeah, because you know she
3: brings a lot to that package, well, no oh, yeah, she will absolutely i mean she's she runs that campaign, basically, and I mean, she's bragged about it in the past, apparently that's a low blow to say now, but no, Giselle Fetterman has been running his political career for years.
6: But it's offensive now to say, because, hey, you're making fun of somebody that had a stroke. Right. And saying he can't do it on his own. Oh, okay. well, he can't? Well, no. No, one of his biggest donors was the doctor that said, hey,
2: he's he's improving. He'll be fine. Right. You think those sinner. two guys can understand each other?
3: Oh, I think so, yeah.
2: That's what I think. It's, it's like what, what when I, dogs communicate with each other, we don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God.
3: Well I, I, I kinda I kinda think it's like when my toddler, who's almost three, is at the playground and yeah. you know, she's interacting with other kids on the playground about her age and yeah. they're just saying blah, 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 you know, whatever yeah. with little words in between there like no or dinosaur or whatever. Right. They understand each other perfectly well. I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah,
2: Fetterman and Biden are talking. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it.
3: And all of a sudden, Eagles.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Senate running for Eagles, Eagles, New Jersey.
2: Eagles.
6: Houses. Yes. What flavor of ice cream? Eagles.
2: Those <laughs> <laughs>
3: The green kind.
2: Got it.
6: Okay.
3: True to dash,
2: double to pressure.
3: Eagles. <laughs> Maybe that's the type of eagle that. <laughs> is... <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh.
6: Okay, before we get to the vaccine stuff, Fetterman in the news. Someone called him a political athlete?
3: Yeah.
4: (laughs) Because he's a
6: football fan? Eagles! I know,
4: I know.
3: (laughs) Well, there are actually still lingering and legitimate questions about the health of Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman, who had a stroke back in May and is clearly still struggling with the after effects of that. Not his fault, but he should not be in the Senate because he's out of his mind right now. Uh, His campaign is very, very dodgy, too, about the status of his health. And as you referenced, they put out a simple letter from a doctor saying, hey, he's all good. But that doctor was a campaign donor and was (laughs) light on any details about his health. Of course. Uh, But he's improving. But that doesn't stop the Democratic machine from going to bat for him. This is uh, Michael LaRosa, who used to be Jill Biden's spokesman. Used to be Jill Biden's? Yeah.
6: Okay. The guy is a political uh, athlete,
0: one of the best ones I've ever seen. He's pure talent. He looks and sounds and acts like the state of Pennsylvania, similar to like a Tim Ryan, right? He is traveling all over the state of Pennsylvania and having if rallies are a measurement of enthusiasm like the former president used to measure. uh, This guy is holding rallies all over the, the state. Okay. Was he talking
2: about John
3: Fetterman? Are you sure? Yeah. yeah, he was talking about John Fetterman having Trump-like rallies. No, he hasn't. Were there the receipts on that? The other thing is, is that John Fetterman gets up and speaks for like five to ten minutes. Donald yes. Trump at his rallies will speak for like two hours. There's no comparison.
6: I mean, that's embarrassing.
2: Holy cow. I
6: understand there's a rookie out there. Well, he's not a rookie. He's a former spokesman. Joe Biden. Maybe that's why he's former. Yeah. He's not very good at it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if we're going to have some audio of this. These guys speaking with one another. I mean, okay, talk me out of it. Is there anybody with a little bit of a guilty feeling for laughing too hard at that?
3: I I I was there initially because again, I mean, a stroke is a devastating thing, there's no question about it, and I wouldn't Absolutely. wish it on anybody. But yes. at the same time, I mean, these, this campaign, the Fetterman campaign, has been trying to deliver low blow after low blow. And it's then as soon remember. as you critique him or even ask a question yes. about his mental state, you get called ableist or whatever. And so then I wind up, because I'm a petty defensive person, I'm just like, you know what? Screw John Fetterman. Yeah, the guy's a walking cucumber in a hoodie. Well, oh, golly. Well,
6: <laughs> he can't do the job. It's pretty evident. And then to not step, because he could have stepped down before the primary was over.
3: Well, the, the, it, it, his stroke happened like right, like a day or two before the primary. Saying, okay, at
6: that time, say, I'm going to have to bow out. Or we're going to have to go to next in line. Whatever. You had your chance, but you are going to push on, push on, push on. Because wasn't there a story? There was some pressure. Hey, you got to bow out of this. You can't do this. And it was full steam ahead.
3: Yeah, there may have been. I don't know. They're hungry for power, man. Absolutely. So,
6: well, the first thing I want to know is, will Biden even remember his name? Because Biden usually has a problem with that. If he can get by that.
8: You My, know. Uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there.
6: Eagles! Oh, yeah, Fetterman. <laughs> that's right. They'll get it together. No problem. Good yeah. luck.
2: Kali, stay tuned.
6: Yeah, no kidding. Okay,
3: so we were talking about the CDC earlier, and this is official now, right, David? Yeah, the CDC has unanimously, uh, oh, the 15-member panel that decides these things to add the COVID vaccine to the child immunization schedule, um, which doesn't mean that the, the CDC does not have the authority to mandate it for all children, uh, but... There are school districts who will take that recommendation very seriously and include it on. I mean, we've already seen it before the CDC did this, but um, they'll include it on your required shots before going to a public school. Yes, that's what people are most concerned about.
6: But I understand you got legacy media out there saying, hold on a second. This this doesn't mean you have to before you go to school, but people know where this can go. Okay, Dr. Marty McCary, John Hopkins, we had a couple of clips yesterday, and he talked about the people that were voting on this. It's a kangaroo court is what he said, because you have to be all in on this particular vaccine to be a part of that. Right. So you've had different doctors speak out against this. It makes no sense on so many different levels. One of them was Dr. Asim Malhotra, who was on Fox And again, every once in a while, you'll hear people that are all about the vaccine all the time use this sort of line. Well, are you a doctor? Are you a medical professional? Mm
7: -hmm.
6: Uh, This doctor is, and he's speaking to the British Parliament about the vaccine today.
7: Myocarditis is one issue. The other very good clear data um, actually reveals that in people aged between 16 and, and 39, Israel data showed this. There was a 25% absolute increase in heart attacks and cardiac arrest.
6: Okay. You're seeing studies out of Israel. You're seeing studies from a lot of different countries. And then you're trying to get as much information out of the United States as you can. But some of it's hard to come by. Mm -hmm. I don't think this guy is lying when he's talking about myocarditis. And here's your risk. And that's for 16 and older, let alone. We don't even know that it's safe for kids. It's not even FDA approved. So why would the CDC do this? I think we know because they got the call from the White House. But anyway, the doctor goes on.
7: Which is associated with the vaccine, but not associated with COVID. This has now been replicated in Florida. A similar type of findings recently. Um, And that's why the general surgeon of Florida has come out and suggested that certainly people in that age group shouldn't be having the vaccine. But I've looked at that data. I've spoken to the researchers in Israel. And in fact, this signal of harm is for everybody. Even people over the age of sixty,
6: Which is also something, and if that's true, mm-hmm. that most people would not know. Um, but he goes on, you know, talking about, well, but, but, but all the, the early studies, it, it was safe. He's saying, man, the Pfizer execs would have known, would have known the risk before they ever put it out there. And his opinion is this thing should never have gone out to the public based on what we've done with vaccines earlier in life.
2: Eagles!
6: <laughs> no, the doctor, what? Dr. Maholtra. <laughs> Golly, man. But
7: I find it very difficult to believe that Pfizer senior exe- executives and Pfizer scientists didn't know when it was being rolled out because they have access to the raw data, which we now know shows significant harm. It's likely they knew this, which means that it... I don't think it probably, with hindsight, and I'm sure an investigation will reveal this eventually, it probably should never have been rolled out in the first place.
6: You know, and hey, I just want to know what the truth is. Am I freaking out too much about it right now? It's possible that I think this is this is beyond for the CDC to say, yes, we recommend this. Is, we're going to add this to the vaccine list. You don't even know it's freaking safe. Right. You don't know long-term effects. And if a an otherwise healthy kid gets COVID, what happens? We already know. They knew that in China early on. Wow, this is a really weird thing. Kids don't seem to be affected by it. What happened to that common sense? I have no freaking idea. No freaking idea. Okay. Got to move on. And don't, don't even say it, okay?
2: Eagles! <laughs> Golly. All right the
6: <laughs> <laughs> On a lighter note, there was a little piece done talking about uh, how most people react when caught in an
3: awkward situation. Um, these days, I just shout eagles really loud.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, the
6: most common way is avoiding eye contact.
4: Yeah. Like yeah. A, uh,
6: or an uncomfortable laugh or smile. Mm-hmm. Isn't it better to just own whatever just happened that was awkward and call it out? It depends,
2: I guess.
6: The funniest thing,
3: David, try to describe Scott's face right now. It's A little worried. Head down a little bit. Eyes glancing back and forth. I just bring up the words awkward situation and you're acting
6: like you're in
2: one. Immediately awkward. I know. I put myself there when you bring it up.
6: The third thing that people do, see if this sounds familiar. Fidget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a fidgeting fool, man. I am. You're all over, your fingers are together. You well, your a lot ball of cap goes m- up and down just and you my start own, rubbing
2: your nose. My and own nervousness you're... when I'm doing this, yeah.
6: Yeah. Some people just leave immediately.
3: They just remove themselves from the situation. <laughs> just
2: walk out. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Yeah.
3: Accidentally, and then just... accidentally make eye contact with another dude in the bathroom you yeah. just zip up and walk out. <laughs> walk I'm out. out. I'm done. Right. That's why I, I, again though, I think the ultimate icebreaker for that type of situation is you just go, Eagles!
2: <laughs> well, think Or of it buy an way. electric car. <laughs> <laughs> walk out. Good night.
6: Seriously, what if it was someone that you felt like they were losing it and maybe they did have some sort of head thing going on and you're with a bunch of people and the person walks in and just says, Eagles! Then you're looking at an awkward situation. Completely out of
2: context. Right.
6: What? Scott would be the one to be like, what? What are you talking about? What's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. Okay, we got to get to a news update in just a few. Oh, this is an interesting uh, story if you like dogs, or even if you don't. Dogs notice incompetence. (laughs) Seriously. The story behind it coming up. And Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize this. There's only one undefeated team in the NFL right now. Eagles! Okay, <laughs> the reason I even do that is I get hey, what's the Eagles thing? Where's that from? That is John Fetterman. He is running for Senate in Pennsylvania. And the context was he has said a lot of different things while out on the campaign trail because of The damage that was done from the stroke, he'll say things that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. You know, mixed up words, things like that. And the context was he said, well, he was pandering to Philadelphia because the guy's from Pittsburgh originally.
2: And the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles.
6: People didn't know what to do. It was awkward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the Eagles are so much better
2: than the Mm A group of Eagles. birds that appear to be bald-headed, and when you see a lot of them together, what do you see a lot of, Jamie? I'm confused. What, what are they called? Eagles! Yes, they are. Thank you. I was confused for a second there. I couldn't remember. But you give more enthusiasm for the football team. Right.
4: Eagles! And it goes like that.
2: And hey. Joe Walsh ended okay. his solo career to join a band. I can't remember what band that was either. Oh, yeah. Let me think. What oh, was that band? Uh, uh, it, it wasn't. Joe Walsh had a career. It, okay. Eagles! Oh, yes. Right. yes. Good. Okay. Forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> How many more days till the election? <laughs> 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 Do you have a quick news
6: update, David?
3: Uh yeah, yeah. I mean Before I Before my study. I I think we've got uh some new Biden audio here uh okay, where goodness. he may have read the prompt on the teleprompter again. Again? He oh, okay. may have gone. Let me right. let me see. I don't know. That's <laughs> what's being intimated right now. I have not heard the clip, but I can play it here if he All went right. Robin Burgundy again. You be the judge. There are nearly okay.
8: forty five thousand. Say it again. 45,000 bridges across this
2: country. (laughs) Yep. Yep, he did. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) With more emphasis.
3: Play it again, please. (laughs) See, I might might have to go to bat for Joe on this one.
8: There are nearly 45,000. Say it again. 45,000 bridges (laughs) across
3: this country. I don't... That one... That one felt a little bit more natural to me, that maybe he didn't go full-on Ron Burgundy.
6: Okay. But if not, then you would say, I'll say it again. Right. Mm
3: -hmm. Not, say it again. Yeah, but he drops words. I mean... Let
2: me say it again. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Yeah, think about that. Let me say that again. Yeah. Not, say Say it it again. again." Same emphasis, yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, that's Ron Burgundy.
6: (laughs) Right. And who is he... Out there with today? John Fetterman. And he's a fan of? Eagles! Yes. he all comes around. Stop. (laughs) We got to stop. I mentioned this. All dogs notice incompetence. There's a new study done. No. (laughs) Just made me laugh. It's
2: a Disney movie.
6: (laughs) 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 They ran a series of experiments where humans would try to open containers, and the researchers observed how dogs reacted. Some of the containers were empty. Some had food inside. And some humans were told to struggle with the containers. Others that don't struggle, just open it. So they found the dogs tended to focus on the humans who were able to quickly open the container, sure. But it, that didn't affect the future behavior of the boy dogs, okay? But the girl dogs, it was different. They seemed to judge those who were incompetent. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs>
3: it's like my wife during a DIY project.
6: <laughs> this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. <laughs> Hi-ya.
5: Are
4: you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did
5: we just become best friends. Yep.
4: Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
6: The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. As always, thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Stand, let's
4: stand. Okay, listen. <laughs> okay, listen. Well,
6: okay, that was Alexandria Ocasio Cortez mm-hmm. with some sort of accent I'd never heard out of her before, and that was because protesters last night at this town hall it, they turned out the lights on her. Yeah, and they had to escort her out, and then they brought her back. But there are a lot of people upset with her right now. It sounded like she was mocking people. Stand, what?
2: What was that?
6: I don't know. What was Jimmy? that? I don't know. Is that? Hey, I'm trying to be real
2: now.
3: I don't know. It
2: was
6: or is just, that that's like just her a Hillary Clinton full blown, blown nervous
2: breakdown on stage. I don't know what that was. I don't know what it was either. Is that the voice inside her tiny little head?
3: <laughs> I'm not quite sure.
6: Um, David, we should uh, get to this clip of the president.
3: Yeah. Well, Joe Biden's in Pennsylvania, and he was he's doing an event for John Fetterman, uh, the Democrat running for Senate out of that state, uh, the guy who had a massive stroke earlier this year, and there have been abundant questions about, well, his health. Moving forward, yes. and whether or not he deserves a six-year term uh, in light of these health challenges that he has, whether or not he can do the job, actually. That's a real question that's up in the air. And it's really interesting because... Get this, Joe Biden spoke. Okay, he didn't speak well. John Fetterman didn't. Oh, he's the candidate. Wow, man.
6: Now maybe they're gonna do. I'm guessing either they made the game time decision. This is not good for John today, or ahead of time. But
2: that's very odd. The president comes to stump for you. And you, the candidate, never addressed the crowd.
3: Now, I think they may be doing another event later, but it is still odd that you don't it's have... so weird. Dude. That That is very... Where le-
2: else does that ever happen? It, or for the candidate to introduce him?
3: Or, I mean, if nothing else, and here's a clip to prove the point that I'm about to make, but if there's any time that you want to look better, it's speaking right after the president speaks. Joe Biden, yeah. Okay, because here's, here's Joe Biden talking about... Uh, the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Okay.
8: Well, the help of your members of Congress here today, I signed into law a once in a generation investment okay. in roads, highways, bridges, railroads, ports, airports, and so much more. Over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. <laughs> right. The math is. It's hard. called the
3: bipartisan infrastructure law. Right. So, so I'm just saying that if, you know, john fetterman ever had an opportunity to look a little bit more coherent it is with joe biden as the backdrop as the opening act yes this is your time i know
6: wow man he's struggled a lot there's no doubt about that fetterman but i mean with joe in a short amount of time if you put him out there the same amount of time who's going to struggle more honestly who would you guess
3: oh i I'd probably mm-hmm. hmm. well. It's I think, a tough one. I, I think I'd probably go with Joe as being uh, on the struggle bus a little bit more, because with Joe he just gets lost literally sometimes. I mean, like he actually, as he was done speaking, he didn't. He tried to do the imaginary handshake again. No way, and, and really. Yeah, he just kept looking like, "Where am I supposed to go now? Where am I going?" He just looks lost out there. Whereas with John Fetterman, it's clipped speech enough that you can understand, okay, something something is not right with that guy's brain. Okay, and you I think understand. This would be that. a good example of that.
2: How can we now running for the Senate and you own ten homes and you are not unwilling to raise a minimum wage above seven dollars and twenty five dollars an hour?
6: Right. So the words are just mixed up there. Yeah. He had somewhere he wanted to go. It wasn't he got lost in it.
8: If you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to.
6: Anyway. (laughs) And you just cash it in. Wow. Okay. Mm. Well, thank you for that update. Um, As you mentioned earlier, David, the CDC has decided, yes, we're going to add the COVID vaccine to the recommended list of vaccines for kids. Yeah. Should get these. And then what can happen when it goes down to the state level, the local level? Well, yeah, you got to have your kid vaccinated, the Mm. COVID vaccine, to come to school. You don't know that's going to happen, but that's the fear from a lot of people. Oh, it'll definitely happen. I think so. Well, that's the way a lot of people were handling the masks. Yeah. Depending on what part of the country you were living in. I mean, you could have been in a place, you know, Texas, other parts of the United States, where, no, they weren't going to have the kids mask up. And other states, they were talking about masking again this fall. I mean, just kind of crazy that way. But it's always interesting to me when you have actual doctors out there talking about it. And Dr. Angela Ferrelli was talking to Kim Iverson. I listened to that interview. She said something that I thought was pretty interesting. Well, a lot of things. Like, hey, we don't even know that this is safe for kids. But it was something else. So,
0: so the whole funny thing about this is is the definition of vaccine is not to protect other people it's to protect the person who is at high risk from contracting the disease and and also a high risk of morbidity or mortality which basically means severe disease that might actually kill you okay right we do not vaccinate to to help somebody else it's like me putting on sunscreen so you don't get a sunburn like that makes no sense so we have to understand that this this whole narrative has been very distorted.
6: Have you heard it put that way before? No. It makes sense. Yep. Why are they doing it? There's a lot of different theories of why this is happening. And one is to protect the pharmaceutical companies because if it's recommended and you're still under emergency orders, the way I understand it,
2: then they're protected from lawsuit. Why are they trying to make that law to begin with i mean that you would never ever go back on them for anything yes but this would certainly help in oh it would help the cause yeah but also if if every kid has to have a shot before going back to school that also helps the coffers
3: yeah
6: well yeah you bought 170 million of these yeah so who knows man you just smell the corruption with the whole thing oh gosh yeah it you've lost i mean
2: they've lost all credibility i'm not listening anymore yeah i'm not Um, Speaking of corruption,
6: I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Peter Schweitzer has a new book out called Red-Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. Mm. I heard an interview with him with Andrew Clavin, who's hilarious, from Daily Wire. And he was setting this up. Basically, China targets different politicians in a number of different countries. You'll hear part of it. Um, Once they love that money and they're making their family rich, they'll do whatever China wants them to do. And he sort of starts to lay that out here.
5: Uh, If you go back and look, there are basically four Chinese uh, businessmen who made those deals happen. Oh, this is, I'm sorry,
6: should have intro that different. That was talking about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and how it was four business guys in China that put that deal together.
4: Mm -hmm. Okay.
5: $31 million. Every single one of those businessmen, I talk about it in detail in the book have links to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. So this is not some random event or some low level grifting by the Bidens. This was a concerted effort by Beijing to engage in what they call elite capture, which is to make foreign elites, particularly uh, political elites, beholden to them, dependent upon them financially
6: and part of the conversation, they talk about Diane Feinstein. Remember, she had the Chinese spy working yeah. under her for years. Okay. Um, and they go into that whole bit about Diane and her husband. I thought this was really interesting. The
5: strategy of elite capture that Beijing has, that's the term Chinese intelligence uses, works very effectively because what they basically do is they look at political figures in the United States or New Zealand and Australia and other parts of the world and say, if we can make these people serious money, they will be beholden to us. They will have leverage. Diane Feinstein's a classic example of it. Uh, she was for a long period of time the chairman of the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee.
6: I mean, you think about what we're going through right now with Swalwell, yeah. who is sleeping with the Chinese spy and he's on the same committee. Yeah. you can't make it up which
5: means she had access to the highest level secrets in the united states while she was doing that her husband uh richard blum who sad to say recently passed away uh, was getting mega deals in beijing from chinese state uh backed entities and that really grew out of the fact that diane feinstein and her husband had a very close personal relationship with Jiang Zemin, who was the premier of China for quite a bit of the time in the 1990s and early 2000s.
6: Okay. You're thinking, okay, this is is like a hit piece just on Democrats. No, he gets to Republicans too. But one of the wild stories I thought about Feinstein also had to do with bugged computers. Check this. How bizarre the situation is
5: At the time, she is the chairwoman of the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee. Her husband, Richard Blum, has a major stake in a Chinese uh, computer tech company called Legend that ends up selling laptops to the U.S. military. God knows how that happens. But it turns out the Marine Corps discovers, surprise,
6: surprise, that these laptops are all bugged. Dude.
3: Am I the only one that hears this and goes, what are we doing? How does this happen? Because enough people get enough money. I mean, it's 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 like the infiltration into academia, too. It's not, you know, James Bond cloak and dagger, that kind right. of spy game that you think of from the movies. I mean, the, the real spy trade is actually much more subtle than that. It just has to do with, I don't know, a person pursuing a master's degree or a Ph.D. in America. And you know what? They're going to go ahead and... Uh, maybe send a little bit of that research back home in exchange for the tuition and all of that stuff, and as they 're developing these relationships again they 're not you know a james bond figure they're they 're probably legitimately students in many cases, but you know they develop these relationships, and the yep. professors the administrators they all you know become friends and they don 't realize they 're selling out the United States of america
6: but man. It's our politicians,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
5: and Feinstein's not alone. I talk about Nancy Pelosi. Uh, I talk about on the Republican side, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell and, and, and his in-laws, the Chow family. Uh, the Beijing is very opportunistic about this. They don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. If you're willing to play ball and if you're willing to help them on the big things, they don't mind if you critique them for human rights or uh, for the Uyghurs. As long as you help them with the really big things, uh, they are very, very happy. The, the The translation from the Chinese to the English is what they're looking for is big help with a little bad mouth. And that's what these politicians are essentially giving them. They'll ding them for something like human rights. But they, they basically support giving Beijing unfettered access to our technology nice. and to our capital markets and to our markets to sell their goods. And if you give them those things, yep. they are happy to give you deals to make your and your family very well. Right.
6: Yeah. That's just part of it. The way Robin's got all those tickets and nice stuff to play bad records when he was in top 40 radio.
2: Yeah. I asked for big health and a little bad mouth. <laughs> 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 just like them.
6: Hey, did by the way, switching gears, did German news drop an F bomb? Oh yeah. Some
3: coverage. Oh wow. I, I love this. So the prime minister of the UK, Liz Truss, has resigned now after being on the job for Six weeks. Uh, Annette Dittert with ARD News in Germany reported on the chaos that's happening in UK politics. I mean, it is an absolute mess. Uh, part of the report is in German, but I promise you, you will get the gist of this report. Okay.
7: Stellvertretende Fraktionschefs, das Parlament mit den Worten verließ, I'm furious and I don't care anymore. I'll set that's just but that is a party, where
6: No, you can definitely tell what that is.
7: You're <laughs> right about that. I'm f- furious and I don't f- care anymore.
4: Yeah.
7: <laughs> uh, the front road to Scorpions
6: concert.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> All right, here's an update you don't want to miss. Straight ahead, right here. Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp,
3: Scott Robbins. How much debt are we in?
8: Over a billion two hundred trillion
6: two hundred billion dollars.
8: Yeah,
3: close. A lot of billions and trillions in there.
6: That was Biden audio from today. Yes. Earlier, as he's appearing with John Fetterman, who's (laughs) running for Senate in Pennsylvania. What?
2: That ought to be a gas. Trying to
6: figure that one out. Oh, back to
2: back? Oh. Yeah.
6: That could be something.
8: What? is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income.
6: Hmm. Okay. Well you want to compare that to Biden then?
8: Because we need more mental health workers with a with a weapon. Well uh, you know, uh, I put forward a plan to, uh, um, you, know, you, yeah. you know, I have the U.S. Attorney, uh, United States Attorney General here with me today. Got
2: i anxious. I'm so anxious right now.
8: <laughs> and when the, this this uh, amendment was passed.
2: Okay. Maybe that parliamentary thing where you just boot people out after two or three weeks. <laughs> Maybe they're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: I saw this story out of San Francisco. CEO there of Cotopaxi? His name is David Smith. Uh, said, yep, uh, we're leaving. We're closing the store here in San Francisco. It's a clothing and gear outfitter. And then he wrote this goodbye letter to San Francisco. Some would call it scathing. Um, He said the nearly daily brazen robberies, constant vandalism, and fears for the safety of his employees have left him no choice but to close the store. Said he opened in a charming shopping district a year ago. He said, our team is terrified. They feel unsafe. Security guards don't help because these theft rings know that security guards won't or can't stop them. It's impossible for a retail store to operate in these circumstances, especially when cities refuse to take any action. We thought it had hit the all-time low when they had to hire the people in the hazmat suits to go clean the human feces off the street. Yeah. But what we're going on, that was like two years ago. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. Gosh dang!
3: Well, it's it, you can break something very quickly. It's it, it's a longer process to put something back together. Boy, isn't that the truth? Yes,
2: it is.
6: Yeah, we're seeing that. I mean, all over the place. Um, man, oh man, I know we got a lot to get to. Uh, Robbins, you got your top three of the day I as do. well coming up. Um. But a lot of audio we haven't had a chance to get to either. So it's all coming up. This is the Markley Vane Camp and Robin Show. And if you had to pick one story today that's the biggest.
3: Well, the biggest story now is that you've got two guys who can't put a sentence together who are supposed to be meeting and talking about how, you know, one is going to be a great senator and the other is a great president. Neither is actually true. Well, of course not. Yeah.
6: No. I don't <sighs> think either one are going to be working in uh, politics in four months.
3: I do. I think Biden's going to be out the by the beginning of February. For John Fetterman in Pennsylvania has really dropped. I mean, it's, it's now, from local polls or state-level polls, it's a dead heat between him and Dr. Oz.
6: Well, and for most people, I don't think it's like this mean thing. It's, dude, the guy can't do the job. You know, it just is what it is. All right, the Robin trifecta and a news update straight ahead right here. The markley van camp and robin show i'm Jamie markley jen Axon, the millennial david van camp and the sexy boomer scott robbins you see and feel the momentum happening with the midterms right now it's going the gop's way yes anything can happen but right yeah. now the momentum you can feel it is on one side i mean side. i
2: don't doubt for a minute they could screw it up within the next 12 days sure um but uh wow well this is interesting
6: uh, and it seems like Biden's getting more and more rattled, grumpy. Yeah. You'll hear this reporter. This is before he got to Pennsylvania to campaign with John Fetterman, who's running for Senate against Dr. Oz. And you'll hear the reporters talk about not that many candidates have been campa- campaigning with you. Listen to this grouchy response. Wow. Go ahead.
1: John Fetterman's
8: going to appear with you today in Pennsylvania, but there haven't been that many candidates campaigning with you. Why That's not true. There's been
4: 15. Count, Kate, count. Okay, and Uh, are there going to be even more? Yeah.
6: And it looked like he might have grabbed somebody at some point in the proceedings today. Wow, that's, you know, talking to a female that way
3: from a position of power. Very disrespectful, honestly.
2: Well, that's what I thought too, David. I thought, now imagine, again, I, I hate playing that game, but imagine if you will, that Donald Trump would have pulled this to a female reporter.
3: Oh well, well, he did you know, a only, bunch of times. I mean, you don't have to wonder, and not the freak like that. out happened. Yeah, yeah totally. Well, yeah,
2: well, all the, yeah, well.
6: But I also thought it was kind of rich for him to actually say, count,
8: Take count.
6: And then okay. later today. Over a
8: billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars.
6: Take your own advice, bro.
8: Count, kid, count. Okay.
3: Yeah. Over a billion
8: two hundred a trillion two hundred billion dollars. Count, geezer, count.
3: Guy Yeah, the guy who routinely gets TKO'd by letters and numbers is talking to somebody else.
2: Thing is, with letters and numbers, then he loses on points. Yeah, right.
6: All right, you ready for your victory, Shot Robins? Let's 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 do this. Are
2: you ready?
4: One, two, one, two, one, two, one. Oh. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley, Van Camp and Robbins Show. All right.
6: Scott Robbins, top three. Always helped by his hero. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hi, it's me, Casey. <laughs> yes, there you go. Hey, hey,
2: hey, Casey.
3: Wow. I think he's ready. I'm ready. Okay. Right, three. Uh, Number three, uh, well, it turns out that Democrats shrieking for several months about abortion isn't helping them out on the campaign trail.
2: Yeah, a lot of flailing, a lot of shouting about the Supreme Court decision. The needle not moving. Matter of fact, it appears to be the Democrats have done a a great job of boosting Republicans. Interactive polls did this little generic ballot polling average. Pre-Dobbs, Republicans 44.3 plus 2.8, Democrats 41.5. Now we have Republicans at 41.8. That's plus 3.3. Democrats at 44.8. That's before and after Dobbs. Now they promised me November, but they're not getting it. Okay, did I misread the numbers there? Did, Did that flip? Yeah, it flipped.
6: In whose favor?
2: The Republicans.
6: I heard it as the Democrats. Now I feel like Biden's telling me to count.
2: No, Republicans 48.1%. That's plus 3.3. 3. Democrats right now at 44.8.
3: Oh, okay. I think you had initially said 41.
2: Okay, so
6: you. All right. You want so me, you me to make do this fun of me somebody start over counting again? I don't we know. have a problem freaking counting the show. It's all right. And
2: the abortion people are still freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, can't, I, think, I can't start over again. I mean,
3: <laughs> I think. Look, I, I think it also comes down to uh, Democrats have been turning people off, even on the abortion debate, because the reality is that is yes. never going to be a top tier issue in an abortion or in a uh, in an election, at, at least on the federal level. It's just not going to be. Um, not only that, finally, people have started asking the question yeah. back: What is? A limit that you're comfortable with, What's the threshold? they won't answer right. Yeah. And, and then you hear high profile Democrats like Stacey Abrams out there saying, Well, you know, the reason you're worried about inflation is because you got those dang kids, you should have just aborted them. And right. well, that, that turns people off, even people who describe themselves as pro choice mm-hmm. and think it should be legal up to a certain point. Are obviously, and I'm just saying this, this is anecdotal, but it also is reflected in polling. I know people who are pro-choice, who were devastated by the Dobbs decision, but also are super uncomfortable with the way that Democrats have pivoted on abortion itself to say it's like a, this necessary and great thing that we should be celebrating and everyone should go get one. Dude, been saying it for years. There's,
6: the, the whole thing breaks down, depending on the person, somewhere in the second trimester, if not before. For most people. yeah, We've said a million times. Some people, no, man, moment of conception. That's a baby, and I totally get it. And then there are the ghouls out there that say, oh, nope, all the way through. Yeah, Maybe even a day after, hour after, whatever. Mm -hmm. But most people, I mean, you get to 15, and they're like, okay, you can't get it done in 15. I
2: don't know what to tell you. And some say 15 years old. And then uh, (laughs) others. (laughs) <laughs> they still... Right, yeah, I that know. That
6: person. Those people right. that just sort of freak out. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're getting
2: closer and closer to number one.
3: Oh, yes. Up to number... Two. Number two, uh, remote workers were doing more than work, it turns out. Well, it looks that way anyway.
2: National Bureau of Economic Research released their research on the effects of the remote work in response to COVID. And those effects on the numbers of babies waltzing into the world. Oh, so they put all this together and squashed all the numbers and the effects of remote work and COVID-19, and they found that the pandemic led to a net increase of 46,000 children born in US, born to U.S. mothers, which was a result of a small increase in births and also the baby bumps in 2021 have, un- have increased substantially. So in other words, when people were home working,
1: they
2: mm-hmm. were home working.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: You like that.
2: They were jumping off the top rope.
3: Anyway. Yep. <laughs> you know, the first thing that came to mind about who might be humiliated even more by this? What's that? Jeffrey Tubin. Because when he was remote working, he was alone. He's flying solo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
4: saying.
6: I'm like, where's David going with this? Oh, the Tubin thing. Oh, yeah. Forget about that. Yes. <laughs> oh, right.
3: The
2: Scott Robbins Trifecta. He not contribute to this.
3: No, he His didn't. top
2: three of the day. No.
3: By but the way, I, think I, we're there. I did my part. I had two kids.
2: That's right. Yes. You yes. did do well. Congratulations.
3: Okay. Radio plays them, record stores <laughs> sell them,
2: Billboard ranks them, and Scott counts them down. Yes. It's the trifecta. I always Scott wonder where Robbins. Van Camp disappeared to sometimes during the show. <laughs> Just gone. <laughs>
3: One. Okay. No, number one, a California Democrat has a uh, simple solution when it comes to biological boys competing against girls. You know,
2: I don't know why we didn't think of this, but the four-term Congress Assemblywoman Jackie Irwin, she's a former college athlete herself. She had an answer to the voters' questions about whether it's fair to allow transgender females, biological males, to compete in women's collegiate and professional sports. Okay. And her answer is, I've thought this out. We should start at age 8 or 9. By the time the boys transfer into girls and teens at age 12 or 13, they have new friends. By the time they turn 17, 18, 19, nobody even knows about their past. So in other words, mutilate them early, and that way you don't have to deal with this later.
6: Wow, I didn't see that coming so up So instead of, every of addressing
2: eight. the actual issue... She has no regard for the fact that you are genital mutilation and sterilization and irreversible hormones, because if you do it young enough, then it's not a problem by the time the boys then are competing against the girls, because nobody knows. Wow. There you go. Simple solution. That is dark, man. Ghoulish. Yes. Wow. And there you have it. I don't know what else to say to that. Well, you don't have anything. There is nothing to say, but to to know these people are out there, they exist, they breathe, they're amongst us, and this is what they think. Man, oh man, it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going back to your other story, real quick. Which one? Talking about the births. Oh yeah, huh? Well, the increase in births during the pandemic. Yeah, we need a lot more than that. To
6: oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, I just read another piece the other day about the population and the decreasing birth rates. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not just the United States; it's around the world. Yeah. Remember when Elon Musk was making that point a while back? When you had so many on the left saying, oh, we're going to overpopulate everything. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, if we're looking at any sort of, you know, huge red flag ahead, it's we're not going to have enough people to sustain. I can remember At no school, time in history
2: have people been having fewer children than right, right now. Right now. I can remember in school, though, learning about the population bomb and how we were all in trouble. And, you know, I mean, granted, that was a number of years ago, but holy Well, smokes. that was a fear in the 20s. Yeah okay okay (laughs) what wasn't quite the 20s oh oh, i the early 70s sorry (laughs) or was it the 60s no it wasn't the 60s wait a second it was the 70s you're going to
6: grade school in the 60s but it was more of middle school and
2: high school in the 70s grade school in the 60s When, when did you start going to grade school i graduated from high school in 1978 okay so did you go to school for 12 years or were you just on the oh, you're five-year talking, plan? Okay, you're talking about <laughs> kindergarten. Okay, I got it. All right, never mind.
6: You know, you, you know what all this goes back to if you really <laughs> want to think about it. What's that? <sighs> count, <take> count, count. Oh. <laughs> made fun of him for not being I'm able to count. Over a billion
8: two hundred, trillion two hundred billion. Then it came back
2: around, it boomeranged
6: on
8: all.
3: Yeah, yeah I remember like wearing it. my Dave Clark Five shirt to, <laughs> to class. And, I want to I do my part and bail out Scott with this story, because I think you'd have fun with it. Okay. Uh, political candidate for a local race in Arizona. He was arrested for <clears throat> doing...
2: La, 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 la. In, it, in, his, pic, in, his,
3: in his pickup truck, and it happened <laughs> to be parked across the street from a preschool. Now, I, I do want to say, I don't think the preschool was the inspiration for this, right. I think, but... Uh Randy Gene Kaufman is a Republican candidate for Maricopa County Community College uh, District gosh. Governing Board, some small local race. Yeah. Now according to cops, his truck was parked in a college parking lot, which happened to be across the street from a preschool. Cops says it goes up, you know knocks on the window, sir, can you roll your window down, and saw him vigorously doing that while staring at his phone. Is there any other way? Yeah, yeah, you don't casually. I don't
6: think you want to start out vigorously.
3: (laughs) Now, the officer asked Kaufman, hey, have you been mm, doing that? The suspect allegedly replied in the affirmative and explained that he was, quote, really stressed out. The officer also noted uh, to Kaufman the close proximity of a preschool and asked him about it. Here's a transcript of the back and forth, by the way. Uh, officer says, Hey, I saw you had your phone out while you were doing what you were. Uh, what, what was going on on the phone? Kaufman says, I was watching mm, porno. Uh, the officer says, What kind of porn were you watching? Kaufman says, Interracial. Officer says, when you look around here, what do you see? Kaufman says, the child center, but I didn't notice it until you came up and I got out of my truck. Are you going to put that in the report? Officer, don't you see how alarming that is? That there are children nearby, people passing on bikes and in cars where they can look in and see what you're doing? Kaufman says, quote, I bleeped up. Mm." But he, he did say, I got a lot of things going on. Oh, so uh, see, well, oh, you got well, a lot going on, a lot yeah. on your
6: plate. Well, it's okay,
3: yeah. right? I got a lot going on. What is that? It <laughs> well, was also parked across three different parking spaces, so not exactly being discreet either. <laughs> like What? Well, you just had an emergency and just had to like pull over real quick?
2: Okay. When the spirit moves you, let me groove you. <laughs> Okay, we're done. We're done. Good
6: luck to you. Thank
4: you. I all appreciate right. that, Casey.
6: Yes, again tomorrow, same time for the la, trifecta. La, la, la,
2: la, la, la. <laughs> that,
6: I don't want to hear in my head later you going the la 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 song for that. Every time we have one of those stories, <laughs> it's freaking disturbing, man. Yes. All right. Other news update. And of course, Nimrod's in the news. I think we just experienced it. It's all coming up right here. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Roberts. News update, David Van Camp.
3: I don't know if we have time to flesh this whole thing out. Wall Street okay. Journal has a piece out talking about uh, a guy named Hugh Auchincloss. Now, you may know that last name by his son, Jake, who's in the House of Representatives, and Biden called him Congress Ake Auchinclossoss. Awesome <laughs> yeah yes, yes, one of my favorites. <laughs> now Hugh Auchincloss is 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 the dad is the dad, and he is fauci's right hand man. How do you like that? I don't think I knew that. yeah, so anyway, uh Wall wow. Street Journal just laid out how much money this dude made in stock trades <laughs> in January of 2020 as he knew the pandemic was going to probably be a big deal financially. Okay, You're talking about activity that was more frequent in in one single month than it had been in two years. Hmm, all of a sudden, this guy's all coronavirus all the time. We're going to start trading. Okay, Now, at the same time, people within the federal government, including in his agency, were saying, Ah, we don't need to shut down ch- uh, flights from China. Come on. Right. Huh. Boy, I just hope all this
6: comes out, man. It's so dirty oh, on yeah. so many different levels and it just raises your anger to another level with what the CDC is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Saying, yeah, we're putting that on the vaccine list for the kids. Yeah. He's made Even me... though it's not FDA approved. I went into that. The old Auchincloss sauce and
2: yeah. the kid. Auchincloss sauce. Wow,
6: man. It's
8: Senator Elizabeth Warren. Connor Auchincloss sauce, where is she?
6: There you go, Jake. There's no way you can imitate it to make it funnier than the original.
3: <laughs> Auchincloss sauce, man.
8: <laughs>
6: Auchincloss sauce, where is she? There you go, Jake.
2: Yeah, that's him. <laughs> when you grill out this weekend, <laughs> yeah. reach for the Auchincloss sauce.
6: Well, you probably will, because he's a big fan of the
2: Eagles. <laughs> of course he is.
6: <laughs> of course he is. All right, do we have
4: time for Nimrods yeah. in the Holy News?
2: God. What? like the last half of the show is Nimrods in the News. <laughs> it seems like it, doesn't it? Yes.
4: When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
2: I love the poorly educated. I love the poorly educated.
6: All right, we'll make this one short. This is out of British Columbia. Uh, This kid, he's 21, Benjamin Shibalu, uh, apparently just wanted to give the sex worker $300 out of kindness.
3: (laughs) 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 That's what he actually said. It's inflation, man. I mean, everything's going up. Just want to help a girl out. (laughs) <laughs> 20 hours of community service on the way for him and some mocking
6: floss sauce and that's tamarinds.